Let me turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 1. We're going to start here with our lesson this morning. When we look at the Bible and we study the Bible, the first thing that we read about is the account of creation where God created the heavens and the earth and made everything in it. And from a young age, children are taught in Bible classes and at home, they're taught about what God did and how He created all things, that everything was made by Him. But that account back in Genesis chapter 1 is not just a children's story, that it's something nice to tell the kids and it introduces the idea of God, but it wasn't really something that happened. No, it was a reality. When we read Genesis chapter 1, we're reading about an event that really did happen, that God did create the heavens and the earth. And as he did that, it teaches us certain things about God. Paul referred to this in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, where he says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. There are certain things about God that we can see and we can understand simply by looking at the world around us. We sung in that song as we were preparing for the to observe the Lord's Supper that we did not actually see the events on the cross, but we know that they happened because of the evidence that we have for them. Well, this is the same type of thing that we were not there when God created the heavens and the earth. But we know that it happened. We have evidence that it happened. And there are certain things that this tells us about God. The world around us tells us certain things about Him. So in this lesson, I want, to, I want us to be reminded of certain things that we can understand about God through the creation. And the first thing that... I think we need to understand about this when we think about what the creation teaches us about God. That we have, Paul mentioned there in Romans 1 and verse 20, his eternal power. We need to understand that God pre-existed all things. That verse that we, you know, Genesis chapter 1, already referenced it, and we'll, we'll go to Genesis chapter 1 here and look at it in more detail here in just a minute. But in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, where it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. As we think about the world being created, and everything that is around us, and everything in the universe being created, that means that the creator of those things, he had to exist before everything else that we see. He could not have come into existence at the same time, certainly not come into existence after this. If he was a creator, he had to come before. So God pre-existed all things. Before the heavens and the earth were formed, God was there. The Hebrew writer talked about this in Hebrews chapter 3, where he stated a basic principle that is helpful for us to remember. This is not just a biblical principle, but this is a real world principle principle that people who are religious and not religious understand this point they a lot of times won't apply it to what we're talking about here but they understand this point in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 4 it says for every house is built by someone 
that if we are living in a house or living in an apartment, living in some type of structure, or if we are assembling here in this building here today, we know someone had to make this building. Someone had to build the house that we are living in or the apartment building that we're living in. Someone had to build that. It did not just come about by chance. It did not sprout up out of the ground and we're going to live in, live in that building that appeared naturally out of, out of nothing. No one created it. No one formed it or fashioned it. That We're just going to be able to live in that structure or meet in this structure. This building was built by someone. The houses that we live in were built by someone. This is a basic principle everyone understands. Every house is built by someone, but he says there in the next part of that verse, the builder of all things is God. Just as this building had a maker, had a builder, the world that we live in had to have a builder. It could not just come about by nothing. We understand this principle. Everyone understands this principle at a small scale. But a lot of people forget it when it comes to a larger scale, when we think about the universe. Back in that passage we read in Romans 1 and verse 20, that it talks about His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, that God made all things. We can see these things about God, and He added at the end of that verse, He said, so that they are without excuse. That this is so clear and so evident that those who would deny the existence of God are no different than those who would say that, well, no, no one built this building. It just, it just came, it just appeared here. Or it was just, just random chance and, and all these materials just happened to come together, form together, and no one built this building that we're in right now. As absurd as that sounds... For someone, if they were going to argue that, it is even more ridiculous and absurd for someone to say that, well, now all of these things in the world around us, that just happened. There was no creator. There was no, no, no one made those things. It just came about from nothingness and blind chance. We know that how absurd that is when it comes to a structure like this even more so when it comes to the universe and how it works. God is eternal. He was the one who was in the beginning, who created all things, pre-existed all things. In Psalm 90 and verse 2, the psalmist said, Before the mountains were born and you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. He had no beginning he has no end. He is not bound by time as we are. As Peter would say in 2 Peter 3 and verse 8, a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. He is not bound by time. He created time for us. It was not for Him. It was for us because He was eternal and is eternal. So as we look at the world around us, we see that it had to come from somewhere. It had to have a builder. Well, that builder had to be there before anything else in the world, anything that we see around us. We also see in the creation that God has power over all things. That's what we saw in Romans 1 and verse 20, that His eternal power 
is clearly seen being understood through what has been made. The creation shows that God is more powerful than we can imagine. Paul wrote about this over in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, where he said, To him who is able to, to do far more abundantly, beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, and then verse 21, To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. God is able to do, as he says there in verse 20, far beyond anything that we could imagine, anything that we could ask or think, that people today are still discovering the wonders and the amazing things that God has made in this world and still trying to figure all of those things out. And there are always new discoveries and, and new learning that's being done or new planets and stars and galaxies that are being discovered. We are still finding those things out. God made all those things. And so when we think about what God is able to do, we can't even we don't even know everything that he's done already. He can do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. But because of this, because he has power over all things and he made all things, that means he has authority over these things. Earlier in Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 1, in verse 21, it says that he is far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. He is over all things, and Colossians 1 is a parallel passage to this, and it ties it into what we're talking about now with the creation. In Colossians 1, 16, it says, For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Everything was created through Him and for Him. He is over all things. He is above all things. He has power over this world, over the rulers of this world. He has power over us as far as life and death. He is the one who is able to save and destroy, as James 4 and verse 12 says. He has power over all things. The creation shows that to us about God. No matter how powerful our rulers might think they are, no matter how advanced that we become with technology, we will still never come close to rivaling God in His power, and what He is able to do, and what He has already done. Then going back to Genesis chapter 1, we've, we've referenced Genesis 1 and verse 1. But as we look at Genesis 1 as a whole, we won't read all of these verses, but I do want to point some things out here. But what we see about God through the creation is that God has a plan for what He does. In Genesis chapter 1, we read about God creating the heavens and the earth. And it describes how he did this in six days. And some people wonder, well, was that literal days or are these ages of time? Well, the Bible says these are six days. The evening and a morning with each day. 
And when we think about the power of God, some people will say that, well, it seems like unbelievable that he could do this in six literal days. If he has power to do it over six eons, he has the power to do it over six days. There's not a difference in the power. It's just a matter of whether we accept what the Bible says Amen. or not. He's created the world in six days, just as we have days today. But in these six days, as he created all things, he wasn't doing it in a haphazard fashion. There was a pattern to this. And as you look at Genesis chapter 1, you see that on the first day, what God created in verse 3, he said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light was good, separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day. The darkness he called night, and there was evening, there was morning, one day. Day one, he creates light. Day two, he creates the waters and the expanse of the heavens. Day three, he creates the dry land. And so you have in those three days, you have light on day one. You have the waters and the expanse in the heavens and on day two. You have dry land on day three. But then what does he do the other days? He follows that same pattern. Day four, corresponding to day one where he created light. Day four, he creates the lights in the heavens. He creates the, the, the bodies of, of light that would shine for us, that would be there for seasons and, and to determine times and all of those things. Day two, he created the waters in the expanse. Well, what does he do on day five to correspond with that? He creates the fish and creates the birds. Day three, where he created the dry land. What does he do on day six? He creates an- land animals. And man, he wasn't. this wasn't just some random thing. That as he thought of this, we might do projects or have things that we're working on and we just do them as we think of them. Like, oh, I didn't think of this. Let me add this to what I'm doing. That's not what God was doing. He had a pattern. He had a plan for what he was doing. So when we look at the creation, he is showing us that he has a plan for what he does. He has an order for what he does. And when we think about this idea about God having a plan, this applies to this is important for us to remember because this applies to how we understand his word. If God, as He's creating the universe from the beginning, shows us that He has a plan, and His plan is going to work, His plan is going to make sense, His plan is going to be orderly, then He gives us a plan. When He gives us His Word, we need to recognize the same thing about it. It is thought out. It is perfect. It is orderly. It is what is the the directions that we need to follow. It's not something that he just gave it to us and didn't really thought very think very hard about it. And then as we're looking at it, well, he kind of missed this point over here, so we need to add this because he he didn't take this into consideration. No, he took all things into consideration. And his word. As the psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 89, is forever settled in heaven. He has given us a plan. He has given us what He wants us to do. And He shows us the creation that He has laid all this out in an orderly manner. He's done the same thing with His Word. Jesus said in John 10, and verse 35, that the Scripture cannot be broken. 
meaning that Scripture harmonizes with itself. That God has not given something and, and told us something to do something that's somewhere else because He didn't think through it enough, has told us something contradictory. No, He didn't do that. Everything in the Scriptures work together. Everything in the Scriptures harmonize together. We see in the creation when God does something, He has a plan for it. And we can trust what He says. We can trust what He has done. And not think that, well, we need to come up with something else. No, He's come up with the perfect plan for the creation and the perfect plan for us to follow in His Word. Then what we see about God through the creation is that God has made all things for our good. There in Genesis chapter 1, after God created all things, and again created man along with the land animals on day 6, that was when He finished. When He created man, that was when His creation was finished. Every day as you read through Genesis chapter 1, at the end of every day you see that God made this and God saw that it was good. Well, you get to the end of the chapter, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 31, it says that God saw all that He had made from every day of creation. All of it together. God saw all that He had made and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Everything on each day was good. But then you get to the end everything was very good. The cumulative effort of God as He created all things and everything now is there together and able to work together. It's not just good, it is very good. And He has given all of this to us, to man, to steward His creation. Verse 29, He says, Behold, I have given you every plant-yielding seed that is on the surface of the earth, and every tree which has fruit-yielding seed, it shall be food for you. You are going to be over all things. You are going to subdue the earth, as verse 28 says. God has given this to us. We are to be stewards of these things. Why giving it to man? Why not give, give this to all of creation. Why not give this to the other land animals that were made on day six? Why give this dominion to man? Because of what it says in verse 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. We have been made in the image of God. This is why God has placed mankind over his creation because we were made in his image well everything that God made is very good everything that we have in this life that is good is from him James 1 and verse 17 tells us that every good thing and every perfect gift comes down from above from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow everything in this life that is good is from God Everything in this life that is corrupt and is, and is not good, well, that's from Satan. And that's from the influence of him as man has departed from God and his plan. That's where all of the negative or bad things come from. 
But as far as what God has made, what He has made is very good. And everything good in this life that we have is from Him. So this, these are some things we can understand about God through the creation. Now what does this mean for us? As we try to think about this practically, we understand God. We understand these things that we've talked about. But how does that make any difference in our life? How does that apply to us today? This is more. We need to do more than just understand this. And we have this knowledge about God that well, God made all things, and so this, these things are true about God. Well, what does that mean as far as how we live our life? Well, if God pre-existed all things, it means that there is something beyond this life, which means we need to live in such a way that we recognize there is something beyond this life. Over in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7, it says, By His word the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for destruction for the day of judgment and kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. God created all things. These things had a beginning. They will have an end. So Peter says in verse 13 then of this chapter, But according to His promise we are looking for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. There is a reward for those who are faithful. So he says in verse 14, Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found by Him in peace, spotless, and blameless. Verse 11, he said, Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? We are to live in a certain way because there is something we're looking forward to. We've recognized, we've talked about that how everything that is good in this life is from God, but not everything in this life is good. We are looking for something better. We are looking for something eternal. There is that hope beyond this life. And if God pre-existed all things, and this world had a beginning and an end, but God did not, there's something beyond this life. Whether it's we're talking about our death or the end of this physical world as we know it, there is something beyond this life. If God has power over all things, then we need to humble ourselves before Him. 1 Peter 5 and verse 6, he says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you at the proper time. The mighty hand of God, the one who was able to create all things, the one who made us, the one who is able to give life and breath and all things, as Paul told the Athenians in Acts chapter 17. God has power over all things. He is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. So what should our response be to that? Not just to acknowledge that. The demons acknowledge this. The demons believe and tremble as James talked about. So what do we need to do? Not just recognize this, but humble ourselves before God. Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt us at the proper time. Humble ourselves and, which goes to the next point, submit to His will. If God has a plan for what He does, a perfect plan for what He does, then we need to trust Him. 
and submit to His will. Do what He has told us to do. Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13 says that this is the conclusion. To fear God and keep His commandments because this is the whole duty of man or this applies to every person. Recognize who God is. Recognize His power over all things. Recognize that His will is perfect. And submit to His will. As the mother of Jesus told the servants at the wedding feast at Cana in John 2 and verse 5, where she told them, whatever He says to you, do it. That's just as important for us today. Whatever He says, do it. His plan is perfect. We may not understand, well, why did God tell us to do this or not do this? We may not understand all of that about why this instruction was given and not this, or why this prohibition is there. But we don't have to understand why God would give something. Some commandments, we can see that there are good reasons why God gave those instructions. But there are other ones that maybe we don't understand why He would instruct things a certain way, but it doesn't matter if we understand the reason or not. Whatever He says to you, do it. God has a perfect plan, and it's revealed in His perfect and complete Word that is given to us in the Scriptures. We need to trust Him, trust that His way is best, and submit to His will in all that we do. And if God has made all things for our good, then we need to remember to show gratitude to Him. Over in 1 Timothy chapter 4, in verse 4, Paul said there that everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude, for it is sanctified by the means of the Word of God in prayer. Among those things that God has made, all those things that are good, we are to receive it with gratitude. Remember that it came from Him, that He is the giver of all good things, and show gratitude to Him for all that He has blessed us with. So as we look at the Bible, from the very beginning of the Scriptures, we see what happened in the beginning. Genesis 1 and verse 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Because God did this, because He was able to do this, we need to trust Him. He is the one who has power over us. He is the one whose perfect will has been revealed to us. Trust Him and do His will. He provides for us in this life and something that is far better beyond this life. We have that hope if we will be faithful to Him. And so as we close the lesson and extend the invitation, we want to invite anyone who needs to submit to God, who needs to obey His will to do so. If you are not yet a Christian, but you need to obey the Gospel and you recognize that need to do that, because you believe that Jesus is the Christ. You're willing to turn from your sins and confess your faith. You can be baptized today to have your sins washed away. And you can have that hope of eternal life. And if you've done that, but have turned away from Him, or you've allowed the things of this world to take precedence over the things of God, you've allowed sin into your life, then repent of that. And pray to God and ask Him for forgiveness. But if we can help you in any way, we invite you to come forward as we stand and sing.